0: This is Emily, and this is Sarah, and this is Sisters Take a Side on Princess Diana. Hey, girl. Oh, hello.
1: Welcome back, friend. Thanks. You too. I'm really excited to be recording today. Um, I know you you told me this morning you had some energy shifts, so tell me everything.
0: Okay, so... I know I told the people last week, I wanted to do Bill and Monica, but I didn't, I just was not feeling the Willie Clinton vibe this morning. So I have switched topics and I'm doing a topic I've already done some research on. So Ooh. I was like ready to go. And I just, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. So I am back to like my true North, as I like to say, okay. because I, as you all know, I'm obsessed with two things. I'm obsessed with politicians, and I am obsessed with a royal family. So, today. I love this so much. Love this journey for us? Love this journey. Okay. Well, today, we are doing Princess Diana. Ooh, girl. Girl. You're not ready for this. So, little disclaimer here. I, like I said, am obsessed with the royal family. I have read every unauthorized biography of Princess Diana. I even, guys, I even read some of Prince Charles's fucking autobiography, which was horrendous. I didn't Um, even know he had one, so. Well, he does. Um, (laughs) I'm currently reading Spare by Prince Harry and... (laughs) The tea is coffee. Um, So... I love the royal family. I could do a seven part podcast series about like the royal family and like all of their drama. Like, I'm just so into it, but, and I started off that way today. Like I was like, okay, princess Diana was born on this day. And I was like, no, Emily, bring it in, wheel it back. So what I really want to talk about today is basically this idea of like princess Diana versus the paparazzi. Right. And okay. Right. And kind of talking about her death and the paparazzi's involvement and all of that kind of surrounding it. So, are you like game to go on that journey with me? Are you (laughs) kidding me? This is like the journey I've always needed. So, this is what I'm saying. This is the journey you've always needed. Okay. Well, let's Let's dive in. in. Like, give it to me. Like, I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay. So let me just set the stage for you because not – maybe not all of you have read every single thing there is to read (laughs) about the royal family. But, guys, if you don't know who Princess Diana is, I'm not really sure this is a podcast you should be listening to. Yeah. So I'm – so I will say I'm going into this with, like, the idea that, like, you all have a basic understanding of Princess Diana. Mm -hmm. But, Sarah, stop me if at some point, if you're like, Emily, that's assuming too much. Okay. Okay. Got it. Let me set the stage for you. Okay. Prince, uh, Princess Diana, also known as Diana Spencer, She's 36 years old. She's been divorced for about a year from this guy. You might have heard of him, uh, future King of England, Prince Charles, or excuse me, shall I say, current King of England, King Charles, right? Boo. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, it's the summer of 1997 and Diana is just like hitting her vibe. She's looking hot she's single she is like the most well i'd love this journey for her so much and again yeah i can't even okay maybe we need to maybe we see maybe we do need to do a whole episode about all the shit that she went through so that you could really celebrate in this moment with her she's hot she is on vacation with her friend in san Tropez. she's looking good She's got that high cut bathing suit
1: on. You oh, all have seen the photos. Oh, God, the 90s
0: bathing suits of it all. It's like cut up to like her rib cage and, whew, okay, I need to calm down. I'm not, I'm just, I'm getting out of myself. I so. love this so much. Okay. Okay. So it's the summer of 1997. She goes on vacation with the owner of Harold's. Is it Harold's or Harrod's? I the- think it's Harrod's. Harrod's. That's okay. That's like
1: a very British thing.
0: Yes, which is, like, basically, like, the American equivalent of, like, Macy's, right? So his name is Mohammed Al-Fayed. So he owns the store. He's fabulously wealthy. Good for him. And while on this vacation, she meets his son, Dodi. So I could spend, again, a whole entire episode talking about Dodi Al-Fayed, who is mm-hmm. a little shady at the He's best. a lot. He's a lot. <laughs> But, like, basically for all, all – for our purposes today, all y'all need to know is that he's obviously extremely wealthy and he's, like, trying to make it in the film industry. And he oh. also allegedly has a fiance at the time that he meets Princess Diana. Oh. Yikes. Yikes on <laughs> could, okay. could you imagine – could you imagine your boyfriend coming home and being like, oh, yeah, I was on vacation and I met Princess Diana. And you being like, oh, well. <laughs> I'll
1: pack my bags now. <laughs> see <end> of that. <laughs> I'll so, see myself out.
0: <laughs> Literally, right? So, Doty and Princess Diana just like hit it off immediately. They're obsessed with each other, and Ooh. one month later, after meeting, they embark on a solo vacation that, as we all know, takes a really tragic turn. Mm. So I know. Okay, great. The story, story sucks. Um, so I want to set. So that's like kind of setting the stage. Stage with like, where are like. Queen of our hearts Diana mm-hmm. is, right? Yeah. But we also can't talk about this without like setting the stage with the paparazzi as well, right? Mm-hmm. So guys, please if you're interested in this, check out the Times article that I linked in the show notes. It's called The Princess and the Paparazzi: How Princess Diana's Death Changed the British Media. Mm. It is fascinating. So this article kind of helps us set the stage here. So the paparazzi really became a business in the 1980s, right? Like that's when that started, like really becoming a thing. Mm. And like this is around the same time that Princess Diana is marrying douche lord Charles, right? <laughs> so it's kind of like this like <gasps> merging of two things, right? Sure. So you know, I mean, 750 million people watch their wedding, right? Wow. I mean, the public interest in these two is so. High, like obviously, like, not to mention, Diana is beautiful, she is stylish, like, she belongs on the cover of a magazine, right? I mean, I don't have to tell you all that. You all know, like, when I say Princess Diana, you all know exactly what she looks like, mm-hmm. right? She's now a princess, she's marrying into the royal family. There was obviously a lot of interest also because Charles was, like, for the most part, a really unlikable guy, like, even yeah. in his youth. Like he was just kind of dorky, and everyone was like, okay, is what this guy, this guy, right? So, like, she brought so much charm and charisma to the royal family when they were seen as just being like such duds, right? Right. Can, can okay? I'm like gushing about. Did you see me right now? I am like,
1: are I, you gushing I saw about the stars princess. in your eyes for a second? Like, like, you became an emoji. I don't even know. I'm obsessed
0: with her. Okay. So. Because of all of this, like pictures of Princess Diana at this time were regularly selling for over $600,000 a piece. Oh my God. Right? So like, if you're a photographer, if you're the paparazzi, like that's a, I mean, that's one hell of a payday. Right? So in this article, they were, they interviewed these two photographers who were just like such scumbags. And one of them told the story about how he was, like, chasing her car. And at one point, he jumped across the hood of her car, frantically, like, taking pictures, hoping to have snapped a photo of her. So he gets mm. this, like, really blurry shot of her, like, literally just sitting in a car. Like, she she's sitting there. And he sold it for a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. Right? Yeah. So... You know, one photographer in this article um, went on to sell a picture of her and Dodi for 1.3 million dollars, right? <sighs> so, like that is how much public interest is around Diana, and then how much it skyrockets even more once Dodi comes into the picture, right? Like, right. you've got Princess Diana and this new man, like yada yada. Um, and I find this so sad. Like, at one point. You know, Diana obviously has a really contentious relationship with the press. At one point, she's caught on camera famously saying, quote, you are making my life hell, end quote, to photographers that were chasing her. And like, like, I just feel so sad thinking about that, right? So I want to kind of stop there and see where do you come down on that? I want you to take a side right now the right to privacy versus like being a public figure and that kind of mindset of like well this is what you get yeah i mean i think it's a,
1: it's interesting to think about right like because i think i think both things can be true at one time i think you can be a public <laughs> figure but also expect that like your basic right to privacy is still respected like right obviously being in we and we talk about this all the time right like we talked about this with tanya and nancy we talked about Mm, this like mm -hmm. we've talked about how like the media specifically really going back like you know as far as you can has always given us a look at public figures that like you wouldn't normally get but But see, but then also, I think like when you become a public figure, you are automatically kind of saying it to some degree, I'm giving you a little bit of my life. Like, but I think we have to find a balance between like what is what is considered a right. Even saying that like sounds like squeezy. Like, we don't have a right to someone's private life. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think that's a tough one. I think. But this idea of like
0: that these people are, I mean, this, this one photographer made $1.3 million by taking a private photo of Diana and Dodie.
1: Like, yeah, that's so skeezy to me.
0: Yeah. And, okay. And I will say, I think I shared this at the beginning of the episode, but I just finished reading The Spare, Prince Prince Harry's memoir. And my guy. Does not pull back. He is spilling something. And just like the stories he tells about just the horrible stuff that the paparazzi has done to him and his family. Like, holy moly. Sure. So I might be like a little (laughs) jaded here.
1: But I, but like, then like, I also kind of think like, you can't really bite the hand that feeds you either. Like you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be a public figure without some... Like, what's the give and take here? You're you're letting go of some of that privacy factor, but like, look at what you're also getting in return. I don't know. I, I think there has to be a balance. I don't think we've right. accomplished a balance, but
0: well, let me. Okay, here we go. Emily, public
1: figures without publicity.
0: Okay, but but I think that 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 idea applies to most celebrities but that idea does not apply to the royal family because these people never asked for this and like okay princess diana maybe i i wish you guys could see sarah's face princess yeah. diana she married into the family but these kids prince william prince harry i wish I we'd call him prince henry prince harry yeah.
1: they we were... call henry prince henry all the time yeah,
0: yeah. oh my god yes um but, like, they were born into this. They did not have a choice. And that's where I feel like it's different. And I and I credit this thought to um, Mike from Maintenance Phase. He did an episode, they did an episode, a couple episodes of Princess Diana, which I love so much. And I think I recommend it to, like, everyone I know in my life. Mm-hmm. But he makes an argument that the royal family is a human rights violation. That These people are born into this family. They have no choice. They have no ability to say no. Their entire livelihood depends on being like little puppets for this family. And so it's like, I mean, they didn't ask for this.
1: Fine. But like when you come of age and maybe I guess in some sense, this is what Harry did. But like when you come of age, then you say, this is not like, then you make the choice. Sure. Maybe you're not born. Maybe, maybe you, you're born into it. So you, you don't get, but like at some point you get, you have the right to say, this is too much.
0: Like, stop it. Okay. So, and again, now this is just a podcast about Prince Harry, but like to Prince Harry makes the point in his book, like being a royal made him unemployable. Like when his family cut him off and they're like, okay, you're leaving. Great. Like we're not, providing you any more money. He couldn't like what he was just going to go and get a job with HR Sarah. Like he
1: couldn't do that. He's completely unemployable because he hasn't worked his entire life, but he still has experience. He has military experience. And I I get like, I'm making this a very specific point, but he does have experience. Well, I mean, I'm the
0: one to derail this into Prince, but no, but like, but he's also Prince Harry. So what he's going to walk into your office and work an office job. He needs. He needs security. Everyone that works there would have to be vetted. The threat level of your office building would be through the roof. Like, what? And, and he kind of makes that point too about like when the palace, you know, pulled the couple's security, pulled Prince Harry's security. You know, he made the point of being like, I only need security because of y'all. Like, right? Mm. I,
1: he, I don't. Like, I don't agree. I, I think. Oof. I think there's. Wow. I, like, okay. grow up a little. Like, take some ownership, take some responsibility. I don't. No. I I, I hear what you're saying, but I don't, I don't think I agree with it. But what choice
0: do these people have? And again, like back to Princess Diana, what we're actually supposed to be like talking (laughs) about here. (laughs) Like, okay, so she married into the family, right? Like, so there's some choice in that to some extent, but then she had children with this guy and she's living this life. I mean, there's just not a lot
1: of agency there. Yeah, I mean I don't think again I, I I go back to like there there should be a balance yeah. in here, right? And right. we haven't achieved that balance that that balance over the course of time has been proven has never been found. But and now <laughs> this is I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to out myself here. I'm going solely based on watching the crown here. So bear with me, but okay. but, but 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 didn't it didn't used to be this way. Someone right. told Queen the queen at some point in, like, her early reign, you should let the people in. She was very right. closed off for a very right. long time. Yeah. So very stoic. It, right. So a choice was made then. Now, could she have ever, in her wildest dreams, imagined what technology and social media and, and the media right. itself, like, what that was going to turn into? Absolutely not. So... You know, I don't even know if this is like a a kind of a mute point maybe, but like that access, a choice was made and it launched the royal family to where they are today. Right. And like, and I don't think it's fair for us not to talk about like the perks that they've gotten because of it
0: like what being harassed being like okay princess diana the perks what she, she i mean she died in
1: a tunnel in paris yay there are other perks she, wasn't she just on a f- freaking four-week <laughs> vacation in turks and Caicos, like <laughs> instead of sitting at her desk job like answering emails you see what i'm saying there are perks like she was in san perks. okay <laughs> okay i'm just saying like i think yes
0: Okay, but would Again, you balance. would you sell your privacy for money? I mean, would like, would that be worth it to you?
1: No, it wouldn't be worth it to me, but I'm not – I wasn't raised that way either.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, hot take. We have to move on, or we're going to do this all day. Um, but I will say I <laughs> – For the third time. <laughs> for the third time. Um, I am making you a t-shirt that lists all of the villains that you identified with. It's going to say Scott Peterson – a Jordan Vandersloot and the British media. <laughs> guys, I'll sell them on Etsy if you'd like. Ones.
1: I'm not identifying it, with them. I'm unreal. Just trying,
0: I'm just, I'm taking a side. Taking a side. All right. Okay. So now like, let's look at the timeline of events around Princess Diana's death. And you know, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, this is not as much as I, oh God, guys, as much as I want this to be just like a deep dive into Princess Diana. It's not. We're here to take a side on like this kind of princess Diana versus the paparazzi thing. So let's just kind of dive in. So, you know, it is 1997. So August 30th, Diana and Dodie leave their yacht in Sardinia and drive to the airport to catch a private plane to Paris.
1: Oh, those don't (laughs) sound like perks to me at all. Okay. They
0: arrive in Paris and Henri Paul, the head of security for the Ritz hotel, picks them up and drives them back to the hotel. Right. So basically all day they do rich people shit, right. They're shopping. They're just gallivanting around town. There's. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. This would be fine if in literally 12 hours, she was about to be murdered and die. Okay. So keep batting your eyelashes over there. Um, I liked it. So this is interesting. There's some speculation at this point that Dodie goes out and buys an engagement ring this afternoon. Like, it is confirmed that he was at a jewelry store doing what we don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, I she dies at the end of this, Sarah. Spoiler alert. Like
1: <laughs> God. am sorry. I'm just being a bitch at this point.
0: So... Around the 7 p.m., Henri Paul drives the couple to Doty's Paris apartment, and they're not expected back at the Ritz Hotel that night. So our guy Henri is like, "Great, I'm done. I've done what I need to do. These famous rich people are not coming back here." So he goes off duty and hits up a bar, as one does, right? So,
1: what? Well, yes. Can I ask
0: a quick question? Yes, yeah, Sarah, just raise your hand. Yes, my dear. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, Okay, I have questions, and maybe you're going to get to this and I'm jumping the gun, but, like, why is the head of security for the Ritz Hotel that they were not staying at or were staying at? Well,
0: they weren't – well, they weren't staying there, but they wanted to, like, go to the hotel and eat at the restaurant. And actually, I do think they had intended to spend the night, but because of all of, like, the paparazzi hoopla, they were like, this sucks. Let's go back to Dodie's apartment. okay. Okay. I mean, I think the bigger question is why do you need a hotel in a city where you have an apartment? But
1: <laughs> yeah, well, my question was like, why is this guy like responsible for driving them around anyway? Like, well, I, because I
0: guess I missed the like. The... Yeah, he's the head of security at this fancy rich person hotel.
1: Yeah, but I guess I just missed like the the why and like why was he driving? Well, here. I think like, it's why also... didn't they have their own driver?
0: Well, it's also worth noting the this rich hotel is owned by Dodi's father, well, okay, Mohammed Al Sayed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. so that's probably also that awesome. something to do
0: with it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so Henri is off duty at a bar drinking, and I think this is so interesting. To this day, no one can confirm like how many drinks he had at this bar because no one. And like my assumption, I guess, is no one wants to be the bartender who's like, "Oh yeah, I overserved the guy that ended up driving the car that killed Princess Diana." Yikes! But he was right? definitely
1: overserved. Like that's a oh fact.
0: yeah, we'll get to that later. But okay. my guy was. 10 sheets to the wind. Yeah. My guy was Emily after half a glass of sangria. Emily when cheeseburger in paradise close. Too soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just vomited a little in my mouth thinking about that night. Oh. Ooh, okay, moving on. So. <laughs> Around 9 p.m., the couple leaves Dodie's apartment to go to dinner, but they're being hounded so bad by police, by police, by the paparazzi that Dodie asked the driver to take them back to the Ritz so that they can go to that hotel's restaurant. Like, they just think they're like, this will be a little more private, like yada, yada. So I guess the driver calls the Ritz and is like, oh, shit, Princess Diana's coming back right? So this poor night manager calls Henri Paul and is like, girl, get your ass back here. Princess Diana is coming back to the hotel. Right? Mm -hmm. You look confused still.
1: No, I'm just thinking like (laughs) down the road, I'm going to have a lot of strong opinions about this hotel.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. So Henri arrives back at the hotel and is confirmed he has another drink at the hotel bar. Okay. So They're eating dinner at the hotel, and for whatever reason, they decide they do not want to stay at the hotel. So, around midnight, the couple decides they want to go back to Dodie's apartment, and Henri gets behind the wheel to drive them home. Um, Diana's bodyguard, Trevor Reese Jones, gets in the front seat, and Diana and Dodie get in the back seat. No one but the bodyguard is wearing a seatbelt.
1: Okay.
0: So... They're driving through the city, the streets of Paris. Paparazzi are chasing them. There's This is so sad, but there's a lot of really kind of infamous photos now of Princess Diana, like, getting into the car and of mm-hmm. her, like, sitting in the car, right? And these are obviously, like, the last photos of her alive, just really sad. Um, and at 12, 23 a.m., the Mercedes, which our guy, Henri, was driving... Was going about eighty-five miles per hour when he clipped a white Fiat Uno at the entrance of this tunnel in Paris, mm-hmm. and then careened into the thirteenth pillar of that tunnel. Um, the impact, which some outside the tunnel said sounded like an explosion, killed uh, Paul, the the driver, mm-hmm. Henri Paul, and Dodi Afayed instantly. Um, Reese Jones, who only moments before had put on his seatbelt, was seriously injured. Um, but alive, as was Diana, who, as I said, was not wearing a seatbelt. So the car crash happens Henri Paul, our drunk guy, and Dodie die instantly. Bodyguard and Diana are seriously injured, but alive. Okay. Mm. Um, so within seconds, I mean literal seconds, the photographers that were chasing their car were on the scene and taking photos of the car crash. Um, and this, like, this breaks, I could cry thinking about this. So in his memoir, because I'm just here doing a book review of Prince Henry's <laughs> memoir, he tells about how, like when he was an adult, he actually asked police for the classified photos of the, of the car crash scene. Like he just wanted to see them. And as he's looking at them, he's looking at these photos of his mother in the backseat of the car, who we know is technically alive at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And he notices in these photos all of this bright light around his mother's head. And he has this moment of thinking, like, oh, it's like her passing into the other world, right? Like, it's like this spiritual, religious thing for him, right? This like light. And then he realizes it's flashes from
1: cameras. Mm. Yeah, that's terrible. Right.
0: So these people are not rendering aid, they're literally taking photos of her almost dead body. Like.
1: Okay. You're still on their side. I see. Okay, great. I'm not, um, I'm not on their side. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm, I'm, I'm holding it in because I have Okay, a lot of thoughts and they're probably going to be unpopular. I'm going to wait till the end. Okay.
0: So EMTs arrive on scene and this is where I think it's really interesting. So French emergency services protocol, Call for trying to stabilize the patient before transporting them to the hospital, which is different than, like, U.S. policy, right? Like, here in the U.S., it's just, like, get the person to the hospital as quick as possible. But that is Mm -hmm. not the case in France. So this leads to an almost two-hour delay in Diana getting to the hospital, which is kind of the basis of all these conspiracy theories, right? Yeah, that's a long time. Well, because, like, what happened is that so? Like, Diana is extracted from the wreckage and she goes into cardiac arrest. Um, after 18 minutes of CPR, Diana's heartbeat becomes more regular. So, like, okay, cool. They put her in an ambulance and onto a respirator. The ambulance is headed to a hospital that's four miles away, right? but a block from the hospital diana's blood pressure drops again and so they stop the ambulance and the doctors begin administering aid again right cuz this is their policy like it's like it's not get to the hospital it's That's render crazy. aid immediately
1: isn't that yeah. wild to you though? I mean, like, yes, we've all oh. watched, we've all watched enough Grey's Anatomy. We have enough medical <laughs> professionals. You've ridden in an ambulance enough times to know, like, yes, they, they do that. They make sure you're they like bare minimum, bare minimum. And then they do all of that shit while the ambulance is on yes. its way. Like that is just crazy to me.
0: Yeah. So not in France. And again, like this is the basis for all those crazy ass conspiracy theories. Right. And I'm going to go on record right now. I do not believe the Royal family had Diana killed. I'm just going to go ahead and say that, but like that, a lot of people say like, well, why, why did they drag their feet, getting her to the hospital? They could have saved her. Right. Yeah. So finally at around 2 AM, Diana reaches the hospital and is immediately rushed into surgery And this is, uh, guys, trigger warning for some graphic detail of injuries. Um, Surgeons opened Diana's chest to try to repair the damage and discovered her heart had been displaced from the left side of her chest to the right side due to the force of the accident. Mm -hmm. Um, The crash also caused a tear in the upper left pulmonary vein, and she had a dislocated arm, damaged ribs, and cuts to her thighs and her head. Um, So... Despite hours of surgery at 4 a.m., Diana, Princess of Wales, was pronounced dead. Oof. So sad. Yeah. So, I'll stop there for right now. Do you have any thoughts you want to share before we get into the aftermath of this? Yeah. So, like, here's...
1: This is kind of where I get, like, a little... I... This is a... And I don't, I don't mean to put this like so bluntly, I guess, but like, this is such a calamity of errors. That guy never should have been driving. He was off duty. He never should have been called in to drive. That's number one. That's, and honestly, not that I'm like any type of law person at all, but like if I was looking for a liability suit, my, I would start with the Ritz hotel. Because yes. they never, ever, ever should have called that guy in. He was yes. off duty. He was off shift. You know, HR of security not having or it, not. huh? HR Sarah's not having that. No, be, I'm not because this and this is exactly why you don't do that. Like, yes, he was off duty. Yes, should he have said, "Hey, sorry, like I can't, I'm out." Like, sure, right. but the that liability I think falls on the hotel. That's ridiculous. You call in the second guy, like you, right? And like if he was off shift, then who was on shift?
0: Why didn't you call the on Well, guy? but I think because he's the head of security. This is Princess Diana. And oh, by the way, technically his employer is the dad of Dodi Lafayette, the other man. Nah. The I Still like, and right? I- So imagine that, like, I'm sure he's thinking, well, I don't want it getting up to the big boss that the head of security, the most important guy on the team wouldn't come in to drive Princess Diana around.
1: So instead, he came oh, in no, drunk, mean, and this is what happened. I mean, this is I why know, you have I know. protocols like that in place. Now I'm fought, like, now I'm heated because that's number one. Now she's mad. Number two, they were moving around a lot. Fine, great, but like. If the paparazzi is so bad, why didn't you just stay in? Now I'm blaming a victim, kind of, but not really. Like, I don't, I just, I just feel so senseless to me. And like, at so many points in this, it could have been avoided. The paparazzi for me, like, just listening to this and like, kind of remembering it from like, to me, the paparazzi is such like a, a third, fourth, fifth factor in this. Right. Wow. Did so what you... they do when did what they do with the accident scene is that gross and disgusting? A thousand percent. Like that is just such an exploitation of like this horrible thing that happened. Absolutely. Yeah. But like as a as that as a factor in them crashing. Interesting. Okay, so you're so, so you're going
0: first Henri Paul in the Ritz in the Ritz Hotel. I'm going Ritz Hotel. Mm -hmm. Henri Paul. Ooh, Princess Diana.
1: (laughs) No! No! Girl! No, but why didn't someone say to them, listen, like, (laughs) just stay here, or, like, listen. But I
0: think that that could, because this is their everyday life. She would have never been able to leave anywhere if every time there was hordes of paparazzi chasing her, she never left the house. Like, that's that's what I mean. That's how fucked up this, is. now, oof, now I'm getting heated. Right? That, like, this was her everyday life.
1: Then I then I'm sorry, then I think that that, you know. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Yes. I and I know what On I sound real. like. I know it's not popular, <laughs> but like then then you then you don't make plans to go to eight different places in a day. Like Yeah. Yeah. Then you you know, like then you you have your own team. Like I I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's senseless and it's awful and it's terrible that this happened, but I, I just, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about it. (laughs) Okay. I know. I'm sorry.
0: All right. Well, let's get into kind of like the aftermath here. So on September 1st, so almost like right away. And like, obviously I'm cutting out all of like the really sad things about how like her family was told, and like yeah. and i kind of love this moment prince charles actually immediately flies to paris to see her body and bring her home which wow. like yeah mm. okay mm-hmm also don't care about that okay great um well no i
1: do i don't like prince charles sorry he sucks okay um
0: so on september 1st um the french police released a statement that Henri paul's blood alcohol level was three times the legal limit which was the equivalent of having eight liquor drinks which girl damn yeah so like he wasn't just drunk he was smashed i mean he was just
1: See, and, like, no one noticed that when he got back to the hotel. No one was I, like, yeah. hey, uh, <laughs> hang on a second. Well, especially see, knowing
0: how crazy the paparazzi was. And see, this is kind of the other thing. This is, Again, like, conspiracy theories run wild. Like, well, was he really drunk? And if he was really that drunk, how did he stand up straight? How did he, you know, I think, unfortunately, Occam's razor, I think he probably was that drunk and just really good yeah. at hiding it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... Ah. I love
0: it. So, interestingly enough, the next day after that, um, French prosecutors say that they will formally open a criminal inquiry for suspicion of manslaughter against the seven photographers who were held after the crash. So, you know, police arrive on the scene of the crash. There's all these photographers, and they just start snapping them up. They're like, you fucking assholes, get over here. Right? So... There is kind of like the start of that prosecution. Um, Princess Diana's funeral was on September 6th. And obviously you guys know, you've seen the photos, like literal millions of people
1: showed up. I remember watching it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what I remember? I remember mom crying when Princess Diana Mm -hmm. died.
1: I do too. I remember Mm -hmm. very vividly on the floor of the townhouse with Winston. Yes. Watching her funeral. Like vividly.
0: Yeah, it's so sad. It's awful. So two years go by, and in 1999, um, the charges of manslaughter brought against the um, photographers were dropped. Um, The court ruled that it was Henri Paul, who was mainly to blame, because my guy was drunk off his ass. Yeah, I think that's the right call. Yeah. So, you know, a couple of years pass again. Um, the family, you know, actually Prince William and Prince Harry were pretty involved in this, like saying, like, we want to see someone held responsible. Um, so then they tried to go after the photographers who had taken pictures of Diana in the car after the mm-hmm. crash um, and say, like, that they were violating privacy laws. But mm-hmm. again, in November of 2003, a French court denied that and said, no, like there was no privacy Mm. violations here so we're moving forward a couple years i just i have this in here for just absolutely no reason but in april 2005 prince charles marries camilla parker Bowles, and i hate them both boo
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: so In addition to like Prince Harry and Prince William kind of trying to lead the charge in some of this, Mohammed Al Fayed, Dodi's father, was actually was also really really involved in trying to pursue criminal charges here, and and like this is so sad to me. Like I'm thinking of, of, of like Ani's dad, remember from yeah. our case a couple of weeks ago. Like the parent in me just sympathizes with these parents, but Mohammed, like even to this day, like really believes in these conspiracy theories he believes that the royal family had them killed because his son was a muslim and they didn't want a muslim to be the stepfather to the future king of england like all of this stuff right it's just sad i don't know
1: i didn't know that yeah
0: so in 2007 he actually wins a pretty significant legal battle when um the court decides that the inquest into the deaths should be heard by a jury so like to date like so like up to this point it had just been judges deciding and he was like no like let's get in front of a jury of our peers right so that turned out in his favor because in april of 2007 a jury finds that diana and dony were unlawfully killed by the grossly negligent negligent driving of Henri paul and the paparazzi photographers pursuing their limo um But this was kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a nothing burger. (laughs) Only three photographers were ever held criminally responsible in order to pay a fine for breach of privacy. So, like, none of these people ever went to jail. Like, it was just kind of like a slap on the
1: wrist. Like, Right? And, you know, like, civil – I mean, we, you know, we hear it all the time. Like, civil suits, like, are great in theory, but, like, you never wind up seeing – No. Seeing that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, that's terrible. So I want to kind of end with, like, how did this change the media, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I took this again from that article that I mentioned at the top of the episode. Check it out in the show notes. Um, but after Diana's death, the Press Complaints Commission, the PCC, beefed up its editor code of practice. Um, and it created what what they call the toughest set of press regulations anywhere in Europe. So starting in January of 1998, the use of long lens photography to, quote, take pictures of people in private places without their consent, end quote, was deemed unacceptable. So again, this is not like a criminal, like this isn't a law. This is just this, like the code of ethics that like photographers and reporters abide to is saying like, look, you using this, these long lens photography to like shoot into someone's bedroom, not cool. Right? Mm-hmm. So... This basically this revision included a clause that would start holding editors of magazines and publications responsible if anyone on their staff was caught doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then I also love this, like the the one of the biggest changes in this amendment concerned the protection of children's privacy. Um and this came about obviously because of the princes. I mean, people were relentless in stalking these poor, like two little boys. Um, especially after Diana's death. Um, so <laughs> so basically, like the media gets this like, oh, guys, we're gonna do better. Like you know, no one's held criminally responsible for these this accident, but as an industry, they're like, okay, yeah, 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 we'll do better. We're gonna do our part, blah blah blah. But like because we. Can't have nice things. This truce only lasted so long, right? Mm. By the time William and Harry were out of school, the paparazzi basically decided they were a fair game again. They don't care. They're doing all of this. And so you have like, you have a long list of photos that are now so famous. You guys probably know exactly what they are, right? Mm-hmm. The photo of Harry in the Nazi costume from mm-hmm. 2005. Do you remember that? Yep. Harry playing strip poker in Vegas. Remember yeah. that? Yeah the
1: Kate Top- Middleton photo is yes. like topless yeah.
0: Kate Middleton at a beach in 2012 right so like obviously nothing has changed and like i have as a footnote here obviously the debacle around meghan markle which we do not have time to get into today but i kind of want to like i i mean that's i kind of want to end there like yeah the the media's relationship to the royal family in particular and to some extent celebrities you know, it, it changed a little bit, but I would say now, I mean, it's now anyone can be a paparazzi because of smartphones. Right. Right. Like, so it just makes me so sad to think that like this horrible thing happened. And like, I'm just not really sure anyone learned a lesson.
1: No, I don't think they did. But like, as I'm listening to you wrap this up, the thing I keep thinking of is like, shit, like, Where does it start? Like, does it start with the people consuming the media? So, like, does it start with us? Does it start with, like, these media conglomerations who, like, only see dollar signs? Like, where does it start and how do we end it? Because I I I think... think... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think, like, to my point earlier, I think when you become a public figure... You become a public figure because you're in the public. And you're right. right. So there is some, there is a little bit of that that you let go. I also still think that like there should be a balance, and we haven't yeah. found it yet. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like I don't know how you fix that. I mean, I think it definitely
0: starts with us as the consumer. I mean, I think a good example, you know, like as I was doing research for this episode and like I came across that there's, you know, there are photos of Princess Diana in the car crash, right? And Mm -hmm. I had this moment of like, you know what? I am not going to go looking for those. Like that to me feels like such an invasion of her privacy. I think like if that was our mother or like, God forbid, that was me, I would not want people to be able to like i just yeah right? and so i did have that moment of like us as consumers why like we have to stop
1: yeah right well you know what i and you know what i keep thinking of like total child of the 90s is britney spears mm-hmm. and like yeah. what the media did to her and like the it pictures is. that we have of her like <gasps> should we do with her-, her court cases next girl girl, girl. If you don't think I don't have that on my list. Um, you know, and of her and her children, like yeah. What you know, and it's like we like it's like it's like we always say, it's like we love to like build these public figures only to then like publicly tear them down. And like right. I think I think Diana got some of that. I think you know, back to Britney like Britney Spears got that. Like I I think that's just as as consumers, yeah. That's just what we wind up doing and you know.
0: I will say, though, I
1: think that there is something about, like, the British
0: tabloid media that feels particularly insidious. I don't know what, like... Yeah. I don't know. I just... Well, and, like, I guess, like, people's obsession... I mean, it's just the royal family, but people's obsession with the royal family in general feels really insidious. As someone who is obsessed with the royal family, I feel like I can say that. But, like... But I mean, do you
1: think that's because like it doesn't exist here? Like it's a yes, not for like a that. play on words, but it's like a foreign entity to us. Like we don't <laughs> know. <laughs> See what I did there? God, I'm so clever. You're so
0: clever. Um, um. Yes, I think that that is possible. We don't have that same. Fa- and and I also think like the royal family is messy as hell. Like yeah, it is. Like I think there is something really fascinating about people that. Okay, Oof. you ready for this? <laughs> I think there's something fascinating about people that have it all wealth, mm-hmm. power, right? Mm-hmm. And still are messy as fuck. Yeah. Like they're a crazy family just like us. And I don't, guys, I don't mean like us, like Marvin, but like the metaphorical us. Yeah. Like they're, they have, you know, they, they fight with their siblings and they have affairs and they call themselves tampons on a private phone conversation with their mistress. Like,
1: all stuff like we ew, do. Ew. Ew. Have you listened to those tapes? Yes. I, em- just, I just heard it in my head and then. Talk about invading <gasps> privacy.
0: Right. <sighs> but like, so I think that that's part of the fascination too is that, like, wow, you can have it all. You can have the power, you can have the money, but you can still be an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I want to leave us with today. Um, that is. Oh
1: my is- gosh. Stop yeah, reading so, tabloids, people.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on this journey with me.
1: Um, You're welcome. Were you the royal family. About? It's your favorite. Yeah. That and yeah. politicians, who also, by the way, are public figures. Is that why I'm obsessed with this? I think it is. I have <laughs> an obsession with public figures.
0: Uh, maybe I need to go back and do an Anthony Weiner part two. Oh, God.
1: That was really good, Em. Sorry I got so combative. No, thank you for coming on this journey with me. You... Are we going to get more Princess Diana, like, down the road or, like, more royal family? Or See, you... here's the
0: thing. I feel like I almost, like, need another podcast where I can just, like, pontificate about these kinds of things. <laughs>
1: because it's not really true crime.
0: No one cares, but I care. Should we start a network? <gasps> can we? <laughs> I mean, why not? Well, we can barely run this one podcast we have. Yeah, um, we have our we... time. <laughs> Cut to us getting to post on social media for like two weeks. Oh my yeah. God. I know. Okay. So, our listener question this week this is actually so freaking fun. This is a case theory. So, I want to run this by you. So, okay. Our Give friend, me everything. Our friend Susan wrote to us about John Bonet. So, <gasps> already I can tell Susan is my kind of girl because she's kind of taking my side on this one oh. so she talks about and I, this is I never thought about this but this is fascinating about she thinks that it was probably an outside intruder like I think and it was someone that hated uh, John Ramsey so much that not only did they want to kill his daughter they wanted to then frame him for it
1: Isn't that fascinating okay Can you give me more? Like, tell me more.
0: Okay, so let me read... I'm going to read some of this email from Susan. So, if the intruder wanted to wreak havoc on John by killing John Bonet and framing him for it, everything makes sense. The killer needs to supply circumstantial evidence, which includes the ransom note, uh, using items in the house, and leaving her body in the home. If this theory is true, this may be the most successful murder for revenge in history. Oh, girl. And again, Susan, you're my girl, because she says... Um, as you discussed team emily here um as you discussed there are some strong reasons why the family is unlikely to be involved consider that after the blow to the head jean benet was unconscious but alive there would be no way for someone to look at her to know that she had a fatal wound from the way she looked she could have had a concussion and would have survived it seems unbelievable that parents would rush to assume she was dead and then proceed to actually strangle her and fake a kidnapping which that was that's totally the. that's Susan, girl, I am on your side. I totally agree. You do not go, oh, gee, huh. Someone hit my daughter in the head. I should probably just kill her with a garrote. So. Wow. Sarah's She's still not convinced. Against. She's your true crime soulmate. Yeah. Susan, do you want, <laughs> you want to vote Sarah off this island and come <laughs> be my podcast co-host? Oh, my god! <laughs> yeah. So we just wanted to say thank you to Susan for writing yeah, in about that. That's so that fun. Email. Um... Yeah, so that's our list question for this week. Sarah, do you want to say what uh, case you're doing next
1: week? Well, I'm kind of torn. I think, so I think I told you. Oh my gosh. Well, okay. Sorry, everyone. You're going to have to listen to me pontificate about documentaries for a second. So yes. I'm torn. Okay. I was thinking of doing um, the whole like... I was going to kind of group a few things together in that, like... Okay. Tinder Swindler, Bad Vegan, like, this whole idea of, like, essentially scamming people. (gasps) Fire fraud. Like, of course, based all on documentaries because I'm obsessed with them all. So that is on deck for me. Um, I also am going bananas crazy insane over the... Jared the subway guy documentary that came out you guys is it Jared the subway guy documentary? you guys OMG I'm gonna finish it and then I will give you my thoughts okay I also just finished if anyone out there is watching it shiny happy people about the duggers you guys girl I'm not ready for that uh, I could start my own documentary about uh, my own podcast about that like yeah I'm Insane. So expect some of that from me next week. I don't know which way I'm gonna go. Well, you do love the cult shit. I love the cult shit. Like and my only concern is like I it would take me probably three apps to get through everything I have to say about it because
0: I just want to like scream
1: about it. Multi-partners, even though that's Mike's least favorite thing that we do. I know, I know. So let me think on it but right. i have some ideas brewing but you can expect that from me <laughs> i guess yes. i'm like so excited
0: well okay and if people want to write in about how you're an asshole for siding with the british media in this episode how would they do that my friend i
1: am not first of all i am not <laughs> siding with the british media i'm saying there are about eight other things that happened before the paparazzi was even involved okay that probably contributed to this
0: okay then if people so to, if you would
1: like if you would like if to take would, my side on that
0: if you would like to write in asking for a t-shirt that has a list of all of the people <laughs> all the villains Sarah identifies with um how would we do that why am I actually going to sell these <laughs> oh my god
1: you can write in and take my side on this no by emailing us at sisters.take.a.side at gmail.com yes ma'am or you can slide into our DMs on Instagram at sisterseekaside_pod underscore pod on Instagram.
0: Love it. Okay. Love it. Any final thoughts for the people? I don't think so. Okay, well, thanks guys for all your love and support. You guys have been like blowing up our DMs and our email and stuff, and we love that so much. So, okay, shout out to um our sweet listener who said that they're waiting for the Bill and Monica. Bill and Monica.
1: Oh my God, I died at that comment. Girl, you you might be waiting a little longer.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. Emily wasn't in the mood. I wasn't in the mood to talk about Willie Clinton. I wanted to talk about Princess Diana.
1: Yeah. The princess Um, of my I do want to say if you are absolutely loving us, we yeah. don't blame you, quite frankly, because we are very mm-hmm. lovable. Hilarious. Um, leave us a, a review on um, on Apple, five stars, um, and a review. Tell us what you love. Tell us what you really don't love. No, don't do that.
0: <laughs> um, oh, well, but we'd love to for, hear from you there, too. Yeah, so leave a review for a chance to be featured on our social media page. We're going to be doing featuring some of the reviews that we have online, so give us a little, little shout out and you can be posted on our social media page that's followed by like 10 people we have, a, we have
1: more followers in that
0: okay we have 12 okay okay uh-huh. all right guys thank love you so you much guys. for your love and support we love you Bye. bye